Hoi chummers, just wanted to take a moment and let you know about our Patreon. While we release episodes of Shadowrun on Empty every single week, we actually have a backlog of about four episodes at any given time, just to give us a little cushion in case we can't record on our schedule for whatever reason. You know, like holidays or bug spirits. If you're interested in getting access to the episodes early, as well as a bunch of other benefits like artwork for the show, news on changes or rollouts and sneak peeks and other things coming up, five new yen a month over on patreon.com slash critical underscore hits gets you full access to all of the bells and whistles. You can even get a shout out for your support at the end of every single episode of Stimless as well. So if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support our work as well as get tons of bonus perks, that's the best way to do it. Thanks for your time. Let's get back to the show. Hey Chummer, so easy mode here. I've been a GM of various games for the past 25 years. I'll be the host of the podcast, bringing some much-needed information about the shadows. Hey, I'm Austin. I play Kaze in the Sinless game, and I am excited to learn more about the lore. Hello everybody, I'm Tyler, aka Captain Cozy. I play Zero on the Shadowrun actual play series, Sinless. It's time to get our lore going. Alright everybody. Welcome back to a, another episode of Shadow Running on Empty, where we fill your brain with knowledge of the shadows. And today's topic, we're going to talk about critters. Ooh, a pet for the sixth world, mayhaps? I mean, there's the magical kind and the mundane kind. You still have regular pets, but now you've got magic pets too finally a magic dog you know i think there actually is a magical kind of dog there better be i mean you can include hellhounds right you want a dog that breathes mm. fire right <laughs> isn't that like aren't they can you see them we yeah. can get into that later, yeah. but okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll get okay. into that. We'll get into that, and you, gotcha, you'll figure gotcha. it out. I, Let's. I'm, I'm pretty sure because we definitely saw those ones that were in the junkyard. I'm I'm mixing mythologies here because oh, okay. I, I know in some like belief systems, the only person that sees the hellhound is the person who's gonna die. Uh, uh, no, no, yeah. this is like a this is like a golden retriever that breathes fire. Aww. Yeah, pretty much. And yes, I will have one. <laughs> Give me two. Anyway. Anyway. How else are they gonna pull his dwarf sled if he doesn't have two? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. New goal. Uh, yeah, Bobsled team just... of hellhounds. Let's go. No, I think we just need to make zero a battle sled that's literally oh, just a sled pulled stop. by hellhounds. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Ideas for the future. Oh no. Uh, the battle like, sled. My entire life has changed in an instant. You don't have to worry about like going up against an enemy decker because they can't hack a sled. Oh I can it's, be a it's low tech, oh, dude. I can be a Mundy forever. <laughs> can't hack a hellhound either. Can't yeah. you, you wouldn't steal a hellhound. <laughs> my hellhounds don't run out of ammo i mean unless they run charges anyway 
I don't. Do they run out of ammo? Hellhounds uh, don't run out of ammo. No. Oh, there we go. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> and this is just the first one, and I'm already, I'm already in it. I want it. Uh, yeah, this is. Just we haven't even got to one. the first one, Tyler. You brought up Hellhounds. I did we bring that into the episode. Hey, you know what? You know what, listener? You're welcome. <laughs> Yo, where are all my Hellhound homies at? You can't see, but I'm throwing up gang signs right now. It's probably inappropriate. Anyway, uh, they prefer to be called Hellhounders. Thank you very much. Oh my god! Look, there's probably leather jackets involved with this too. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, everybody knows that the Hellhound aficionados all wear collars in solidarity for their pets. Absolutely. Uh, Proudly. We're getting into a whole kind of different thing there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's magic, all right. Listen, whether or not Zero's uh, fursona is a hellhound, that's up for debate. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate that you're making me in. You're incepting these things into me. And I'm like, maybe that I would do that. That sounds like a great idea. Maybe that is how it is. Hmm. <laughs> Big thunk. <laughs> well, let's actually get into uh, when animals start to make this change. Where we see that not only do we have the regular mundane creatures that we're all used to, but as magic begins to creep back into the world, so again, at around the turn of the century, we start to see these new creatures emerging into the world. One of the things that we also had discussed when we were talking about the history of the Sixth World stuff that... um, uh, fellow uh, player of our game with us, uh, Karma, lied to me about uh, was that animals were effectively the first people to register the return of magic, right? Before humanity did. Because remember, we went into this whole discussion about how there was like a ferret mage who wasn't actually a mage, but he was like the ferret that had detected magic's return. That's yes. Like the first thing that knew that magic was back. Uh, yes. And I actually have that. It's called the Century Ferret. The Century Ferret, yes. Oh, how could I forget? Right. Because, right? because probably Karma is a big, fat, phony liar, and I want that documented here on the wow, podcast I'm so for glad all of time. We can get some solid A libel? Slander? <laughs> slander? It's not slander. libel or slander. It's both true. It, is, oh, it can't be slander when it's a true statement. He Uh-oh. lied directly to my Uh-oh. face. <laughs> so it is the Century Ferret, and yes. the thing about it is originally it was thought to have been a completely new breed of ferret. But later we find out that it is actually one of the first awakened creatures discovered. So Ooh. it's not a new breed so much as it is a normal ferret, but it has become awakened to the return of magic, which is what makes it different. Correct. Okay, cool. And yeah, a lot of these creatures that do awaken, some of them are actually... Uh, deviations from regular creatures that we see and have today and then a lot of the other ones that show up are straight out of myth and legend like unicorns become a thing oh wait so they didn't exist before or they do now because there's magic uh unicorns exist now because there is magic okay i okay i wasn't sure if this was one of those like as soon as magic happened, everyone's imagination like kicked into overdrive and we suddenly just created unicorns. That was where my brain was going. We didn't just create them. Uh, when magic comes back to the world, they start to make a comeback as well. 
Okay. Rise of the Unicorn and other magical critters. Rise of the Unicorn. <laughs> Coming this fall. Oh, my. Because you have regular animals, too. They're just slightly different. Like, uh, for instance, we have armadillos, right? We do. But there is an awakened creature called a greater armadillo. And what makes it so greater? It has opposable thumbs. <laughs> My God. <laughs> We're doomed. <laughs> That's all it takes. Oh, no. Imagine an armadillo, but it can open doors. <laughs> Sometimes I lay awake in bed at night and I'm trying to fall asleep and I sit up thinking, oh, Okay, it's so, it was just a dream. Armadillos don't have opposable thumbs. We're still safe. <laughs> Imagine humanity no longer being the top of the food chain. <laughs> okay, so it's so <laughs> besides it being the the part of some hit sci-fi original, is it they're bigger? They they got a cool hat. They cast spells. They got a cool. <laughs> I'm asking the, the important questions here. People oh want to know. Just, it's an armadillo, but it has a fedora made out of the same material as its arm lady. Oh my god. Neckbeard's an armadillo. Tips <laughs> fedora an armadillo. <laughs> so the greater armadillo is is bigger than the normal one. It is oh, okay, it so grows to a size of one point two meters. Boo. I, I Ours don't. Is better. <laughs> <laughs> Call us Shadowrun. We got you. Wow. Oh boy. So it's a bigger one. Okay. It is a larger creature. Yes. And that counts it as awakened because it's bigger. Uh, it's that and. <laughs> and the so fact I that guess you shoot fire you know, rise. You know, <laughs> I I I feel like a good question is a generalized question here that Tyler's kind of brought us around to. Sure. Mm-hmm. What determines an awakened creature from a normal creature? I definitely was gonna. No, I was not gonna ask that. <laughs> All of the awakened paranormal animals will have some innate magical sense or ability. Mm. So, for example, the greater armadillo, while it is uh-huh. larger than its cousin, it is uh-huh. also immune to poison. Oh, and has enhanced and has an enhanced uh, sense of smell. Hmm. Okay. Better smelling and immune to poison. Good sniffers cannot be poisoned. That's fair. I will take three. <laughs> you already have two hellhounds. I chill. My menagerie has only just begun. <laughs> the menagerie <laughs> is growing. <laughs> well, that's another thing, too, is you have to think uh, as we get these new creatures and creatures of myth, zoos completely blow up again. Oh, you have the. Is it the Halloweeners who's blowing up the zoos? Not literally <laughs> exploding. Oh, oh. no! Sorry. Uh, hmm. I mean, they get popularity spikes once more because you I have these you. new animals that have never been seen before or have only been mentioned in myth and legend, and so parazoology actually becomes a thing in the sixth world. It, I like as you're explaining this, I keep thinking of like. I keep thinking of Jurassic World, where they explain that, like, dinosaurs have now become mundane because they've been back around, so people are no longer excited about them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about the world where I could go to a zoo and see a unicorn, and, like, 
that 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 would be fucking amazing like but, like years in you're like i've seen they have better unicorns in the san francisco paranormals than yeah you. right oh uh, uh, the unicorns just standing there again do something <laughs> you didn't buy the right unicorn feed oh that's why they're just standing there yeah uh, right. oh i got the lucky charms this time i should have yeah. gotten something else I think I feel like unicorns would eat Lucky Charms, right? <laughs> okay, you know, I, so I don't, when I, I don't say know. The thing is greater because it has a hat. <laughs> listen, listen. Here's here's my logic. Okay, go uh, with me on this. Okay. Uh, what do normal horses eat? Hay. Or nope, oats o- and grains. Oats, oats, yeah. oats and grains. But okay, but hay's for horses. The same. Uh, come on. <clears throat> Okay. Guys, uh, this is my last episode. <laughs> so I hope that you all had a great time with us here. Um, so by so by so if you extrapolate that oats and grains, cereal is basically a grain. So, uh, okay. this this is becoming a stretch right here. I have to say. If, so if Lucky Charms are magically delicious. <laughs> And they incorporate the grains that a horse would otherwise eat normally. Mm-hmm. I don't see why we can't assume that unicorns would eat Lucky Charms. You know, right in. All right. <laughs> right in, or, you know, leave a comment on our Patreon. What do you guys on... think unicorns what, eat? What do unicorns eat? <laughs> why, why is unicorn? Why unicorns, is <laughs> I, unicorns either eat Lucky Charms or the flesh of leprechauns? Those are the That's only the two options. Only possible. The only two possibilities for <clears throat> what a unicorn. Would oh eat. man, wow. easy. You are you have your work cut out for you today, I, my friend. I really and I swear do. to God, I swear to God, easy. If you tell me that leprechauns aren't real in the sixth world, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> Because what are the unicorns going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to make my Lucky Charms magically delicious? Tell me. Who's going to give us the Lucky Charms to feed the unicorn and or their own flesh off their body? <laughs> what are we going to do about the unicorn? Don't turn to us. We're next. All right. We're basically just tall leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hell of a quote. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Here's some follow-up. Here's some follow-up. Uh, yes, leprechauns do exist. They <laughs> are. They are. Um, magically delicious. No, they're not magically <laughs> delicious. They're a deviation from the dwarf metahuman type. Oh my uh, lord, you're telling me I could have made a leprechaun? Well, it doesn't happen until 2061 when Haley's Comet passes by and we get the thing that happens called the surge and don't worry don't worry everybody we'll get to that in another episode we'll talk about the year of the comet and all of the weird stuff that happens during that time period that's like the second tier goblinization stuff right yeah like that's when more, more changes species come out and stuff mm-hmm. like you get giants yeah. Uh, right yeah okay giants out of trolls you get uh, a couple new kinds of elves there's a whole bunch of stuff and like i said we will get to it while it does kind of fall under critters it's meta humanity and not critters also yeah. i have to tell you that the greater unicorns are not carnivores no so they do eat lucky charms they right. do well, that's sorry. a relief they're not coming for us mystery solved there i guess mm. guys 
For one beautiful moment, we lived in a world where unicorns were carnivorous, flesh-eating monsters. It it was discovered that unicorns have an immunity to pathogens, immunity to poisons, magical resistance, empathy, and they can make themselves run faster. Oh, okay, cool. Make themselves run faster. Yeah, faster than your average horse. I like that that's just, like, an innate power. They're just like, yeah, they're a little bit quicker. Yeah. <laughs> My powers, I can make myself run fast. Sometimes yeah. you need that. I mean, that's basically the Flash, right? The Flash's powers. Right? He's just a dude. He's just a really fast human. He's a really Is fast it guy. like Magic Nitro? You know, they, they push the Magic Nitro button and they're just off. Yep. Yep. Vin Diesel flips the switch. <laughs> fast, fast in unicorns. Yeah. Oh my god. The fast in the unicorn. Uh, it's it's a curious. lot like the way adept powers work, where they enhance their abilities. Oh, okay. It works that same way. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I I have a question. Okay. For the for the for the pod here. Oh, oh, here we go. What is what are your guys' favorite versions of unicorns? Like in media, what is your favorite unicorn? Like like in a movie? Like in a movie or a TV show? Okay. What what is your favorite unicorn? I don't think I know enough about unicorns to be honest. You know what? I'm going to go really old school here and say my favorite depiction was in the movie The Last <gasps> Unicorn. The Last Unicorn? I ah, knew that it, I was man. I had a feeling that at least one of you was going to say The Last <laughs> Unicorn. And that is that is fair. It's a good one. I can one. think of my most cherished immediate memory of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Uh spoilers for Cabin in the Woods. Oh, <laughs> There's a unicorn ooh, that yeah. shows up, and you know it what? is incredible. You know what? Top three unicorns for sure. Mm-hmm, I would say mm-hmm. is Cabin in the Woods unicorn. Oh, yeah. That is an amazing. That unicorn. one would eat some leprechauns. That that unicorn eats leprechauns for sure. <laughs> for sure, one hundred percent eats them whole. And if yep. you haven't seen it and don't know what we're talking about, you should definitely go check that out. Check. You should out. just watch it anyway. It's a fantastic movie. I know that yeah. we just got out of spooky season, but it doesn't matter. It's good year round. Do yourself Hell a favor. Yeah. Uh, I I I would give an honorable mention to um. Any of the unicorns from My Little Pony Friendship is magic. I was thinking about that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. I am a brony. Yes, I am proud of that fact. <laughs> that show is fantastic. Uh, but I, I think that my favorite unicorn is absolutely uh, the unicorns from Gravity Falls. Oh, because, oh, because good they're call. just they're just assholes. They're just the worst. And it's like the only negative depiction of a unicorn I've ever seen. And I love it. I love it so much. It is such a good episode. But asshole unicorns from Gravity Falls with a number one with a bullet. Uh, Another follow up to great unicorn movie. uh, I have Mm. to throw out uh, Legend from 1985 because mostly because Tim Curry as the, the bad guy. Is, oh my! Yeah, is, is, is oh. the darkness is one of the best villains of all time. Clap, clap, clap! So great. Yeah, and you know how much sparkle? How many fucking? Uh, how much glitter is too much? Is the question that was asked in Legend, <laughs> and the answer 
was there's no such thing as too much glitter. That is correct. Holy shit, dude. Oh my god, so much glitter. That movie is the most sparkly movie I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. The most life. sparkly fantasy 80s movie that you could possibly mm-hmm. think of is definitely Legend. And Labyrinth exists, and somehow I, yes. Legend is more sparkly than Labyrinth. That figure, is the amazing part. Figure that one out. Oh, man. Think about it. Uh, so that's that's unicorns. Um, <laughs> They're dope. Uh, I have to say, though, with a, with awakened critters coming back to the world and everything, the scariest stuff is still in the ocean. Of course, dude. The ocean is a nightmare. Like, even in, in, in our normalized reality, mm-hmm. the ocean is a nightmare, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had to, a couple of months ago, me and uh, my wife went to our friend's wedding in Hawaii. I have never had an issue with flying, but when you look out the window of a plane and it's just ocean. Water. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as the eye can see. I, I did not like that. I was not a fan of that. That is when I realized I think I might have a phobia of the open sea. I think that might be something that I, I actually hey, you have. and you and a bunch of people, not many hey, man. people oh. hey, man. Uh, are okay with just open water. I am a Pacific Islander, and anytime I look at a pool where I can't see the bottom, I'm like, there's a shark in there. There's definitely yeah. a shark in there. <laughs> I don't care that there's chlorine in this water. There's a shark in there. <laughs> it's not salt water. There's definitely a shark, and it's going to eat me. What is the uh, what what is the, the, the conversation from uh, the Clerks animated series? I, I used to think that Jaws was in my toilet. <laughs> Sharks are only in salt water. Salt water is in my toilet, therefore. Or the shark is in my toilet. <laughs> your toilet. Logic, just straight yeah. logic, right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so the reason that I say that the waters, and this specifically the ocean, again, is still the scariest place, even in the sixth world, is one of the creatures from long, long ago comes back to the world, and that is the megalodon. <gasps> oh, mega shark time! Yeah, yes. The megalodon is a real, real paranormal critter that exists in the Shadowrun Six World Oceans. Yep, never going in the water. Well, you know what makes it uh, paranormal? Because remember, all paranormal critters have a little bit of magic. Megalodons have innate regeneration. I mean, I would rather them have innate regeneration than, like, the ability to breathe outside of water, because then that's just a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. A shark that big that regenerates? Yeah. And if I don't go in the ocean ever, <laughs> it's not my problem. <laughs> so, you that's know. That's fair. That's fair. There are stories of people in the sixth world hunting megalodon sharks, and the way they hunt them is they use depth charges. <laughs> It's like, to, like dynamite to, fishing. Just yeah, it's to, like, like dynamite scare fishing. It away. <laughs> no, to like, try to, no, to, to try to capture it. it. Yeah, to try but to kill it. But it has regeneration. It. You're not going to blow up a megalodon. Blow it up fast enough. Look, blow it up fast enough. Yeah, clearly you don't <laughs> know how. <laughs> you don't know how many barrels of TNT they're using. Yeah, uh, you know that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the other frightening creatures that I picked out from the sea is a thing called a torpedo shark. <sighs> yep, that's a nightmare. Don't even know what it is. Uh, think of a shark, right? Normal, uh-huh. Normally. 
but it's a little it's um it grows to five meters right and it has a domed head that resembles a torpedo warhead and that domed head is all hard bone oh so this thing rams boats yeah it does Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine it rams whatever the fuck it wants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the name like Torpedo Shark. Uh, that is pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. I think that I just found my new Patronus. <laughs> the <laughs> Torpedo Shark? Dude, like, imagine if your Patronus was a Torpedo Shark and you summoned it against a fucking... De- uh... Uh, death, death, not a de- death. Eater? I wanted to call it a Death Eater, but it's not called a, de- a Dementor. A Dementor. Dementor. What the hell? Oh, Death Eaters are from that show. Okay. Death yeah, Eaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're also the bad guys or the Death Eaters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like, imagine you just summon it, and then it just literally shoots through a fucking Dementor. And there's just like a <laughs> hole in the middle of it. That like... sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Torpedo sharks, baby. <laughs> It's like a jutsu. Anyway. I love these things. Wow. <laughs> uh, this is my new favorite magical critter. <laughs> two other uh, water creatures. Wait, do they have any other magical properties? Or are they what, just the cool? torpedo shark? Yeah, the torpedo shark. Uh, it has the ability to enhance its physical attributes. <laughs> so it can also just become a super yoked shark. Uh, yeah, it basically what it does is it, it, ba- it does uh, like... From Pokemon, it does Metapods harden and then ram ships. Gotcha. Okay. Sick, sick, and I love it. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, two other water-based creatures uh, that will probably throw you off when you hear the names. There's the Saltwater Serpent and the Freshwater Serpent. Mm-hmm. Now, when you hear that, you think, like, snake, right? Snake. Yeah. Usually, yeah. You would be wrong. The freshwater and saltwater are pretty much just Loroplorodons. Aww. I love me some Loroplorodons. Yeah, they're they're Loch Ness. (laughs) So, they're dinosaurs? Uh, yes, kind of. Hmm. They look like them, but they're given the awakened creature uh, moniker. Oh. If that makes sense. So yeah, other than other than existing and being a big fuck off sea serpent, what uh, <laughs> what other cool powers does that one have? Uh, they have again the ability to enhance their physical attributes to make them stronger or faster. Oh, okay. Does it also make them harder and better? Uh, no, it does not. Mm-hmm. Kind of Death a deal breaker. Punk would be disappointed. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly, Death Punk would be very disappointed. So we've heard about the water based creatures. Here's a land-based one that I thought was water-based, right? Mm-hmm. It's called okay. an it's called an incubus, like the male sex demons. Except, uh huh. It looks like it's an octopus. Oh, oh, because it's an like an ink. Uh, Are you serious? Uh, uh, that joke's in the sixth world. Uh, uh this is a land-based octopus. Oh no! <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. The concept of a land-based octopus is kind of a nightmare. Well, it gets worse. It gets <laughs> okay. so much worse. So, what makes this this little guy um, <clears throat> really unique, besides being the same size as an average human, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a nifty little power called Desire Reflection. So when you see it for the first time... You want to fuck that octopus. You you don't see the octopus. You see one of your desires reflected. That's why it's called an incubus? Are yes. you kidding me? No. Oh, dude, fuck this thing. I mean, also the Oh, play, this is a nightmare. Yeah. The super bad thing about it is like it could be hiding in a sewer, an alleyway, in like a metroplex. Hang on, hang on. So based on the description of that power, you can't tell me that you don't want to fuck that octopus. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's okay. reflecting your innate desire. So desires. Yeah, you... If my desire is a sandwich, I'll see a if sandwich. If you want a sandwich, you'll see a sandwich. But mm-hmm. if somebody wants to fuck that octopus, <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. You're not You're not wrong. That's what, that's what I'll say. <laughs> fantastic that's the that's the best kind of right the worst part is is it can't target multiple people it just does the desired reflection against the initial prey right so anybody else that comes around that corner that sees you with that octopus is uh watching the octopus just like wrap you up in its arms and get ready to devour you while you're experiencing something completely different I like to imagine that it's like two guys walk out of a bar and they just stop and the octopus is there. And then one of them just starts walking towards it and he's unbuckling his pants. And the guy's like, what are you doing? You got to have a spotter. You got to have a spotter. If you're in Incubus territory, you got to have a spotter. Yep. Oh, man. That is that thing, one of the weirdest things I've heard of so far. That thing you're is welcome. a nightmare and I hate it. You're welcome. But it loves you. It really loves you. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And you will. Anyway. Uh, oh. boo. That's what I'm the most worried about, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that I do want to fuck it. I don't know what my state of mind is going to be like when I run into an incubus. So who's to say? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. The worst. Uh, the absolute did- worst. <laughs> I have to say that I think that is one of the most bizarre hated creatures that I could run into in the sixth it's, world. It's it's like it's all bad. Like there's no good thing about that creature. Mm-mm. Like if you catch it by yourself, you're probably gonna die. I'm it assuming you. <laughs> I'm assuming that they're carnivorous, so it's it's gonna eat you. Oh yeah, they like they like to eat people. And you oh. said that it's a that it's a human sized octopus, right? Yes, like, yes it's human sized. Pretty big. That's a nightmare, man. That's that is just that's nightmares all around. Oh, can we go back to talking about carnivorous unicorns? I feel somewhat <laughs> like better about those things. Uh, you you <laughs> would rather have a nice um I would fuzzy, rather get fuzzy eaten creature. By, I would rather get eaten by a unicorn than by an octopus. Is what rather I'm trying to say. Eaten by a unicorn. Well, if you're a leprechaun, bold. If I'm a, luckily I'm not a leprechaun, so I don't have to worry about that. So that's one less thing for you to worry about. Uh, well, uh, one more unique creature you could run into: the Nova Possum. <gasps> okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm listening. It's, it's unique, specifically to North America, as the possum. Yes usually is uh this one is about the size of your average medium-sized dog okay 
That's a big possum. Yeah, and what makes it, again, a paranormal critter is it has corrosive saliva. okay so it can melt all of the trash it eats out of your garbage can (laughs) into a fine sludge before consumption (laughs) because when i think of trash there's nothing i like more than turning it into a fine sludge is that why it's called a nova possum yeah, I'm trying to figure out where the Nova comes in the in my Okay, I'll tell you, the first time I heard you say Nova Possum, I mm-hmm. assumed that they had the ability to thermodetonate <laughs> and that they do like a fake detonation <laughs> to make people leave. Like, that's how it plays Possum. Okay, so my thought of a Nova Possum was I thought that it was going to be a Possum that had the ability to like rocket propel itself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Imagine, dude, imagine the face of a possum as it's engulfed in flames flying at you. Wow. In the middle of the night. That's a terrifying concept. Oh. Hey, totally unrelated. Um, but are there rules about having pets in Shadowrun? What do you mean? Like, for instance, uh, just as an example, like, say, for instance, I wanted to have a pet Nova possum. Mm hmm. Could I do that? Uh, I mean, I guess technically you could. Follow-up question. If I'm a leprechaun, <laughs> can I ride on a Nova possum that's also my pet? Uh, no. As a leprechaun, you're not that tiny, so <laughs> I'm sorry you can't ride Everything the Nova possum. Is awful again. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You mean to tell me that if you were a leprechaun, you wouldn't want your pet and mount to be a unicorn? What could go wrong? <laughs> that all depends on whether everything that we talked about earlier is true or not. Yeah, and if they fed it. Well, it is canon. It. We, we already know that. It oh. is canon. Oh, no. Oh, smear campaign against karma and unicorns. Jeez. So, one more fuzzy little critter. Uh, people like raccoons, right? I do. They're the mischievous, mischievous little critters that get into things and they steal food. <laughs> it's yeah. all fun. Well, there's yeah. an awakened version of a raccoon. Oh, yes. It's called a bandit. Oh, it's called a bandit. It looks like a little bandit because it's a bandit. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to become a nightmare before I respond to this. <laughs> It steals your soul. <laughs> it is a necromantic raccoon. It is the bandit of life essence. They have an uh, a natural innate understanding of um, locking mechanisms. Oh, shit. Uh, using simple tools such as discarded nails or bits of wire, they can often oh pick God. simple mechanical locks. Oh my god. I'm so happy right now. I like to imagine like a group of shadow runners that are going to like break into a place after hours and they're like, how are we gonna get through the door? And the guy and one guy's just like, Don't worry, I've got it covered. And he I goes know a up guy. to like he goes up to like a like a like an air vent and takes mm-hmm. it off and then just pulls out his duffel bag and unzips it and a fucking raccoon just goes in. He'll handle it from here. Also, he requires he requires a fifteen percent cut in crackers. 
<laughs> Only the club crackers, yeah. too, not these off-brand crackers. Yeah, he's not some <laughs> schmuck. <laughs> he preserves, preserves, deserves to be paid like a champion. <laughs> I just imagine, uh, like, um, like the one, the Squirrel Squad, but also, like, the penguins from Madagascar, where they're, like, doing a whole yeah. bunch of, like... <laughs> the infiltration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smile away, boy, smile away. <laughs> oh... Okay, that that is incredibly hard to top. One of the most domesticated animals that you see in the Sixth World is, like we said earlier, is the Hellhound. Because mm-hmm. it's a fantastic guard dog. Who doesn't want a dog that breathes fire? Mm-hmm. As a regular, you know, everyday pet, I could see some problems. But um, as a watchdog or somebody that you have on corporate property that does you know patrols or something like that that a lot of them do have hellhounds that's amazing it's like it's like a guard dog but just with fire (laughs) guard dog that breathes fire some would call it a hot dog Okay, so also boo, also boo. Also boo. So, what makes a hellhound a magical creature? Other than it, <laughs> other than it breathes fire. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I thought the fire breathing was a dead giveaway. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to tell me what makes it cool. Can you? Can we get to that part? Uh, it, it breathes fire and is also immune <laughs> to fire. Oh, okay. Well, that's helpful. Yeah, all right, I guess. I thought you were going to say it's really good at, like, crossword puzzles or something. Like, something uh, just super <laughs> nauseous. Clearly, it's no bandit. <laughs> clearly. A few things are. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't want a lock-picking raccoon? Oh, my God. Well, everybody knows that a hellhound won the, won the 2058 uh, National Spelling Bee. <laughs> could, you ima- could you imagine the uh, annual dog show? When you have a hellhound? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm just imagining like the... An Argentinian purebred <laughs> Like I'm imagining like the circus ball, like the bears, where mm-hmm. it's like, it's walking on, it's just breathing fire and it's juggling. <laughs> I, I, I like to imagine that when they go to like do the run through of the obstacle course when it gets to like the, uh, where it has to like jump over the bar, it just lights the bar on fire and runs through it. Yeah. <laughs> Points for creativity. Fantastic Ooh. form, as We're you can see. We're running out of bars, but it's so neat. It never lost its stride. Its gait was majestic as it ran through the <laughs> <laughs> Ran through the burning remains. Well, he completed the obstacle course in optimal time by incinerating it. <laughs> <laughs> high yes. marks high marks for time however he did not technically complete the course so unfortunately <laughs> the Argentinian purebred hellhound will have to be disqualified <laughs> oh man wow <laughs> yeah like thinking about it pet shows and everything would just be wild in the sixth world dude imagine like um, like uh, like any of like the we need like the professional to come in and train our our unruly pet, and it's a fucking hellhound. Mm. Like, let's see Caesar Milan handle that one. Yeah, there it is, Caesar <laughs> Milan. Thing. I could only think of Jackson Galaxy, and I was like, he's cats. He's not dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Caesar Milan. They come Caesar in like flame retardant suits. <laughs> you mm-hmm. must assert your dominance to your hellhound, otherwise he will never respect you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so there's one more paranormal creature that I have to mention that is very common throughout the world, and you're going to see them a lot in the sprawls and cities and everything, and that is the devil rat. Oh, no. Oh, oh God. Devil rats rule. Meh, 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 uh, the devil rat is about the size of a chihuahua, <laughs> and it is completely hairless. I mean, aren't chihuahuas already kind of like the size of rats in general? <laughs> normally, I mean, I, I equate them to the same, but that's but just it's, me. It's like even, an even bigger chihuahua. It's like a slightly bigger chihuahua. Yeah, it's like a fat chihuahua. That's the it's size a of fat, chihuahua. hairless <laughs> chihuahua. <laughs> So what makes devil rats so terrible? Other than the fact that they're hairless, I don't know why, but the concept of like a hairless rat is so disgusting. <laughs> Beady red eyes. Beady uh, red eyes as well. Like okay. I'm imagining like the texture of a sphinx cat, but it's a yes, fucking it's a rat, rat instead. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my god. It's got beady red eyes. It's a rat that just mm-hmm. feels like foreskin all over the place. <laughs> oh god, it's a nightmare. <laughs> So uh, it's immune to pathogens and immune to poison, and it can exert control over regular oh, rats. No. Oh, it's a king rat. It's a rat king. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to joke oh. about the devil rat king. and uh, uh, But now you don't have to. Kingdom. Uh, the other bad thing about the devil rats is um, there's a... There's a chance that the one that you encounter could be carrying a strain of the Vitus 3 virus. Oh, no. Remember that lovely plague from history that yeah. wiped out like a third of humanity? Yeah. And there you how. go. Devil rats are, and devil rats are carriers. Sick. Sick. So the, the next plague, the Black Plague, is just waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a nightmare I've joked about Zero's fear of devil rats and how he believes they're just everywhere and they're also like I forgot what I said in the episode but it was like assuming they uh-huh. had magical powers that allowed them to communicate or something <laughs> well was, you're not you're not totally I wrong I mean oh no the devil rat king <laughs> requires tribute <laughs> Bring me the normal rats. We will infect them with the plague and take over. Somehow, somehow, I liked it better when a rat king was just a bunch of rats that all got their tails stuck together into a giant (laughs) ball of of rat. When this is the alternative that we could have had, apparently, I didn't know a a rat king of rat devil rats. Oh god. It just gets progressively worse. It's like, uh, what's that one Japanese game where you're rolling a ball and it just gets bigger and bigger? Uh, Katamari Damacy. Katamari. It's a Katamari. Of, yeah. And at the center of it is just the rat king. It just, it just, <laughs> the ball stops in front of you and just a whole part's in the middle and you just see the beady red eyes oh of a rat god. king. Oh my god, wait. Inside it's a giant fortress ball when of it, rats. When it's that moving, it it's doing the thing where it's like running inside like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've made the six world better and worse with these <laughs> discussions. Oh. oh They're important discussions to have so we can oh. understand the crazy creatures that uh, populate the six world. Now, <laughs> is there a domesticated awakened house cat? Um, uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Is there hmm. let let me okay. check. Uh-huh. Also also um uh, make a note for greater goldfish. Um greater goldfish <laughs> needs to know what it does. Uh, there are no greater goldfish, goldfish are already great. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on how you take care of them, really. Yes. Uh I would, Tyler, in regards to greater goldfish, I would yes. like to refer you to a manga called Shibuya Goldfish. Oh? Are you familiar with no, Shibuya Goldfish? No, not at all. So Shibuya Goldfish is a series about a bunch of giant goldfish that just start showing up all over Shibuya, and they eat <laughs> humans. Oh, no! Everything's awful. And, and it's a horror manga, oh. and it's a nightmare. Oh, so. I regret looking that this sounds... up. I... Hell... <laughs> Hell that yeah! <laughs> Do not like what I just saw. So there you go. That's a that's a greater goldfish for you, I, my guy. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. I'll have to look it up later. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be disturbing. They, like they're literally just giant goldfish that float through the air. Like they swim through the air, Ugh. and then they just eat people. And that's that's the entire concept of the manga. And sometimes they speak English. No, because why not? Bro. Because they're nightmare creatures. I thought this so was gonna be not? like a slice of life with some superhero goldfish, but it's all <laughs> not nightmares. this time. Nope. Haha, nope. <laughs> 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 gotcha. Haha, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so I do have your answer. <gasps> there is a awakened cat called a tails cat. Oh. Does it have nine of them? Uh, no, it doesn't have. Does it have two of them? <laughs> Let's just keep guessing. <laughs> six? Are there six? <laughs> There's only one tail. Ah. Boo! Boo! <laughs> the tails cat has the unique ability to change forms. Oh, that's cool. It goes from being a normal house cat, right? Mm-hmm. Like a tabby cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can then shift into another form, like a powerful plains cat, like a cheetah. Oh. Are all of the forms, does it have to be a cat? Does it like just shift between cats? Yes, okay. it just shifts between house cat and like plains and cat. And big cats. So, yeah. It has to go through its yeah. catalog, if you will. Oh. oh boo. <laughs> so I was, I, I, I was kind of hoping that like... It's uh, sorry. Is it, it's the tails cat, right? Is that what... mm-hmm. tails cat? I was kind of hoping that it was like a cat that would tell you stories. <laughs> it's called the tails cat. The tails cat. <laughs> and so tails, as in ta- tails, not tails, as in telling tales. Uh, yeah. See, I was hoping that it was a cat that told tales. Now I love that. My mm. question to you, you: You're thinking of a of a sphinx? No, because sphinxes only ask riddles and they're assholes. I want a cat that's gonna tell me like a nice bedtime story. You know, like you get a nice cup of tea and you're like, "Tails, cat, tell me, regale of, me with a cat's re- tale. Regale me of the history of your people." <laughs> and then he would be like, "Back in the 19th century, the cats ruled the empire." And then you're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, tell me we the will empire rise of cats." Up. One day and reclaim wow. what is rightfully ours. And, and then it and then it becomes uh, what's the the Sandman story about the cats, the night of the cats. Oh yeah, the night of the cats. <laughs> um, so my so now my question for you is, if you had a tails cat, which is a cat that told you tales, uh, mm-hmm. whose voice would the cat tell you tales? <laughs> who who? Oh who come you... on, that's easy. Okay. 
Obviously, the tales cat tells you tales in the soothing voice of Morgan Freeman. Dang uh, it! Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was definitely my number one with a bullet. See, I I think Morgan Freeman would hit top three for me, but not my number one. Not my number. Oh, one. who's your number one? Who's your number one? I would want a Stephen Fry cat. Oh, that's really good too. Mm, I would shoot. want a cat that was mm-hmm. Stephen Fry that just tells me stories, and oh, that would be okay. the greatest cat of all time. He would obviously have to have a bow tie because it's obviously. Stephen Fry. Who's the guy who's like the cowboy in Sam Elliott? Sa- is it Sam Elliott? Yes, Sam Elliott. The I big want, with, want the must- a with the mustache, cat with yeah. the drawl. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Tales your Sioux, tales. Sioux City Sarsaparilla. That's a good sarsaparilla. Uh. <laughs> a Sam Elliott cat would be a very fucking good cat too. That would yes. be awesome. That would be a quality. He would. Quality he would have right to there. be like slightly mangy, you know. <laughs> but like, but like, but like, just a little dusty. But just yeah, just dusty. a little dusty. His, for for some reason, he's got a mustache and he's a cat. Like I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know where sure. he came from. The whiskers make a mustache. The, yes, the yeah, it covers his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh well. <laughs> that would be a good. That would cat. be amazing. I would be down. Yeah. With and Sam these are all canon. And 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 none <laughs> now, of this matters canon. because this is not what a tails cat is. But I thought it'd be fun. Mm, but it can be. <laughs> but it, it could, could be. be in our minds. Oh. Uh. Well, uh, going. On from the Awakened Critters, Mm -hmm. we do have what were initially considered critters, but then later on there's debate and, you know, yelling back and forth, basically, of whether they should be considered creatures Mm. or people. Mm. And that, my friend, brings us to ghouls. Ghouls are people, too. Ghouls rights, 2060. I don't remember what year we're in. And I, <laughs> I, got, I, I, I got a wing, I, I, I winged it there. That's fair. That's fair. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, as we're all agreed, ghouls are people too. Yes. Uh-huh. Moving forward. Uh huh. Moving on. To better understand ghouls, originally they were seen as the mindless creatures that haunt the night and just eat flesh to make sure that they stay alive all coming from being infected with a specific type of virus which was later known as the vampiric virus which is different from vitus right or was it a mutation of vitus No one knows exactly where the human, metahuman, vampiric virus comes from. Okay. Vitus was the plague that was maybe engineered. Right. Because it it allegedly came out of the research lab when the initial Mm -hmm. outbreak happened. Uh, Right. Okay. But we don't know where the vampiric virus came from. That just showed up and then we get ghouls. And it showed up when magic started to come back. So it could have been around beforehand Mm -hmm. and then just started manifesting when magic makes a comeback into the world. Mm. So maybe like another variation of awakening is you turn Mm -hmm. into a ghoul instead. You know what? It could have happened. Ghoulinization. Yep. Ghoulization. 
Ghoulization. Gabagoolization. <laughs> 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 that specifically when people uh... from New Jersey turn into ghouls. It's called Gabagoolization. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're so sorry, under- and you're welcome. <laughs> so to understand ghouls a little bit better, we'll go into a little bit more about the human metahuman vampiric virus. Mm. It is a virus not created. Uh, it's full virulence and power only in magic-rich environments. Mm-hmm. Is when you're seeing the full manifestation. And there's actually three different strains of it. Oh, fun. The first strain, mm-hmm. which is just called HMHVV1. Mm-hmm. Then there's HMHVV2 and HMHVV1A. Oh, why? Uh, what? They had a they, good thing going. Yeah, I was waiting. They did. Oh. Expecting it. So. Um, they all, all three of these virus forms mm-hmm. create different versions. They don't always create ghouls. The strain that specifically creates the ghoul version is called the Krieger strain. Oh, huh. That sounds mm. familiar. Mm, it should sound pretty <laughs> familiar, as in maybe that's happened recently in an episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turn in to find out. The true human metahuman vampiric virus though if you're infected with hmhvv1 if you're a human you will become a vampire oh just a straight up vampire straight up vampire you have to feed off essence to stay alive unlike ghouls who have to eat flesh they have to consume so much flesh equal to like two percent of their body weight to stay alive. Jesus, that's a lot of flesh. No, no, consume one percent of their body weight in raw human flesh each week. Jeez, to stay alive. That's your pound of flesh right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whereas the vampire strain, you have to feed off of essence of creatures mm-hmm. to maintain yourself. <laughs> so not even right because. I I feel like we talked about this in another episode as well. Oh, I think it was when we were talking about the uh, Tyler. What's your uh, favorite band of uh, Central American themed mercenaries called? Um, the Blood Jaguars or Blood? Is it Blood Panthers? Blood Panthers. Blood Panthers. Because I think when we were talking about that, you mentioned the essence thing. Because there's like the different variations to essence, where like certain creatures. Like, humans are the most rich when it comes to essence for feeding. So it's, mm-hmm. like, not viable for vampires to be able to just, like, sustain themselves off of creatures. I, w- I want to say that this was something that we talked about before. I mean, you said it with such eloquence. I, I kind of believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's my boys. So, <laughs> speaking of, does that mean that all the Blood Panthers have this virus or it's just blood magic well if the blood panthers are actual vampires they would have the hmhvv1 okay i guess i i assumed if they're if they're ghouls and just call themselves you know the blood panthers but it specifically said vampires so i would assume they have the true 
vampiric strain that causes them to actually be vampires also i know that i know that we haven't gone a lot into like what ghouls are capable of but i don't think that you would have your elite team of spec ops commando Hmm. unit be made up of ghouls like they don't (laughs) they don't seem like they're the best at like following orders or you know tactical stealth that again depends because when you get infected with that strain and you turn into a ghoul Mm -hmm. there's the chance that you still retain your intelligence some do and they're intelligent ghouls whereas others turn into what people see as as typical ghouls they'll become the feral ghouls where they just hide out in the sewers and Mm. stick to the stick to the night and are the monsters underneath the bed type deal oh i see but the ones that retain their intelligence can exert their dominance over these other feral ghouls the ghoul Ah. kings uh Mm -hmm. so what's the determiner for whether or not a a ghoul retains its 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 intelligence like that it's really luck of the draw okay when you get turned uh that's fair yeah there's nothing to guarantee that you would retain your uh consciousness and intelligence when you become a ghoul gotcha yeah okay well yeah that sounds like a nightmare uh <laughs> that's the downside <laughs> that's the downside of gabagoolinization <laughs> uh however if you become a ghoul uh-huh. you are completely immune to the vitus plague oh that's pretty cool fun trade off trade off i suppose yeah. <laughs> um so i know that we had talked about uh with Dunkelzon's will that one of the components of the will was for somebody to develop uh, artificial flesh for ghouls to consume rather than having to eat actual people. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever tried to just make a cure for the virus? I think attempts have been made, but none have been successful. Okay. Raw deal. Very raw deal. Well, that's how they like their human flesh. It's interesting that the human, metahuman, vampiric virus also creates these other subcategories of creatures from our myth. <gasps> Banicula? If the human if the human is infected with strain one, they become a vampire. Uh-huh. If they're infected with strain two, uh-huh. they become this thing called a loop garrow. Oh my god. Which is which is a like werewolf? the Wolfman of legend. Yeah, it's like the Wolfman of legend. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah, victims of this disease are covered with a short coat of fur, Wait. most often gray or black, and possess sharp teeth and claws. So are these... They also suffer from a severely diminished intellect, and the transformation grants the Garrow thermographic vision and the adept-like ability to increase their strength once a day. So this virus and all the strains are like the Halloween virus, you know? Kind of. You become a zombie, a vampire, or a werewolf? So what is the... Well, the Krieger Krieger strain turns you into the ghouls, which could be considered zombie-like. Right, right. Whereas the vampiric virus, you have three different options if you're a human. Oh, if you're a human. What does the 1A do? Uh, the 1A v- version, if you're a human, transforms you into a Nosferatu. Oh, oh okay. 
So that's the worst one. I don't know, man. These are sounding pretty cool. Uh, in the sixth, in the sixth world, the Nosferatu are sometimes considered to be super vampires. As they should. They're the worst, though. Nosferatu they share the almost all of the traits and powers of standard vampires, with the addition of the physical adept-like ability to increase their body or strength twice a day. Is that oh what makes them different God. from a normal? vampire well the other thing is they also suffer from an extremely reduced essence loss oh which decreases their need to feed as often as regular vampires that's pretty dope right does it also happen to make them bald i get that they're cooler i just i wouldn't want to have to live my life looking like a nosferatu <laughs> that's awful <laughs> that's fair that's fair that's so it's just that's that's the worst of the three is that your major holdup? Yeah, they're... Oh, you know, oh my god, dude. Historically speaking, the Nosferatu are the most, like... I keep thinking of... Mass- grungy of the vampires. Oh. Tyler, yes, think, of, think, think of Blood Hunt. Remember in Blood yes. Hunt? Yes, yes. The Nosferatu? Oh. oh. Do you want to be that for the rest hmm. of your life? Hmm. A super-powered crackhead? I don't want it, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't hey, want it. When you say it like that, awakened crackhead... I want to be one of them sexy vampires. <laughs> <laughs> so you want strain one. Mm-hmm. If you had a choice. I'll take strain two. I'll be a werewolf. That's cool, too. If you're... Well, you lose your intelligence. Yeah, there's not a lot to lose in the first place, <laughs> let's be fair. Mm, uh, oh. Ha-cha-cha. Okay, so uh, if, you turn in, if you get strain two for the werewolf, are you a werewolf mm-hmm. all the time? Or is it like like actual lycanthropy uh hmm. let me see good question because i assume that if it causes you to lose your mind that you're probably just like feral beast man then for the rest of your life uh it changes you into this beast person and then for a four to six day period every lunar cycle the garu undergoes a secondary transformation that greatly increases the creature's physical abilities and sends it into a killing frenzy so you're always kind of a beast man, but then mm-hmm. during the full moon week, you go full on werewolf at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. No, see, that sounds awful. All right, give me strain one. That's it. <laughs> That's the only viable option. Well, they also do not suffer from essence loss like the Nosferatu and vampire does. That's cool, but you said that they like you just turned into a feral beast man person. So at that point, yeah, like, he kind of just turned into a feral beast man. Person. Like I'm just running around with my pack of unicorns looking for leprechauns <laughs> to eat at that point, like <laughs> living in the wild. So uh... no, thank you. Strain one, please. <laughs> all of all of this virus, the human metahuman vampiric virus, mm-hmm. affects the meta the other meta types differently like elves that are infected with strain one don't become vampires mm-hmm. they become banshees <gasps> oh sick and then they have to move to the uh the tier in in ireland <laughs> and haunt the moors <laughs> and they have their own colony i assume so the elf the elf that's infected infected with the disease becomes exaggeratedly tall and gaunt uh-huh they gain most of the typical abilities of vampires, mm-hmm. enhanced senses, immunity to age, poison and disease, mist form, and regeneration, mm-hmm. as well as their severe allergy to sunlight, chronic essence loss, and vulnerability to wooden objects. Oh, just in general? 
Yeah, that's what you get when you turn into a vampire. Oh, no. So when you become a banshee, you get these as well. The banshee feeds on essence by creating an emotional link to their intended prey by their ability to induce fear. <gasps> the victim is then pushed to the point of exhaustion where the banshee proceeds to completely drain them of essence. Oh, that's pretty sick. So they have to scare them into just being like vulnerable to eat. Yeah, you scare your you're basically Pennywise. Oh, that's hmm. few things I find <laughs> about elves to be cool. That's pretty uh-huh. freaking sick. That's not, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Yeah. Are there any other cool metahuman variations? Uh, yeah. Um, a dwarf inflicted with strain one becomes Tyler. a goblin. Oh, oh! It's so wait. appropriate. Okay. Okay. Wait. You become a goblin. So I could be a leprechaun. Or a goblin. <laughs> or a goblin. And a goblin. And so the goblin. goblin the goblin uh, victims of the disease lose most of their hair and body fat, becoming skeletally emaciated. Oh, okay. Oh, They're no. sad ghouls. They're <laughs> Go- sad. Goblins gain enhanced smell and taste, chronic essence loss, and rapid regeneration, though they lack the usual immunities. Uh, of other vampires, subsisting them with an invulnerability to fire, a mild sunlight allergy, and a oh. vulnerability to iron. Oh. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. So even though the term was coined for goblinization when mm-hmm. when metahumanity emerged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. were goblins actually a thing that was part of the original emergence of metahumanity no why no. oh i was the... just okay. thinking about that because i was like if this is how goblins are made why was mm-hmm. it called goblinization yeah why was it huh who was like ah yes this thing that doesn't exist we'll call it that because we surely <laughs> won't see them in the history books we shall refer to it as goblinization uh sir there are no goblins it doesn't matter i'm sure they're out they're there somewhere. real to me damn it they're out there somewhere and they will adorn my mantle one day <laughs> he wants to hunt the goblins <laughs> there is a form for dwarves if they are infected with strain two okay they become a thing called a gnawler <laughs> gnawler brah okay yeah, Straight uh, you develop breath. you develop a rough grayish and rock like hide, but you don't lose your mind, like the other strain two infected, and you are forced to feast on human or metahuman bones. Ooh, hmm. Hmm. you know, yeah, I will say, goblin turning into a goblin feels like it has the least amount of upgrades. yeah it's pretty much all downhill for goblins right like i don't think there's Hmm. i don't think there's any okay easy what's the benefit of being a goblin there's gotta be one there's gotta be something of of that goblin yeah of becoming a goblin what is the benefit of being a goblin because it's like every other thing even when you get a shit deal for the most part there's always like one part where you're like oh that seems like it's a pretty cool benefit though i will say the one thing i noticed that was a a buff of sorts is that they don't get as messed up by the sun but even then 
It's like and, yes, and they have hyper regeneration, right? You said that. Yes. They, okay. They have yeah. They have inc- They have rapid rapid regen- regeneration. not just regular. Yeah, not just regular, but rapid. Rapid regeneration. Okay, that's fair. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they also probably really like shiny things, right? Uh, they also don't lose their intelligence. Oh, ah. that's pretty good. Because it's because it's strain one. The strain one versions of the vampiric virus, you retain your in- intellect. So that's universal across the board for all all for all strain ones. And f- normally, normally strain twos, you become this mindless monster. So you don't get as severe of a boost, but you don't have as severe of a bane either. True. Gotcha. There, okay. There is a um a second version for the elves too. Ooh. For strain two. Ooh. They become a thing called a harvester. Oh metal. And it looks like uh you become a bat person oh. without the wings. <laughs> so you just get the claws and the face and the ears, and that's it. And then they're they're just mindless monsters. Oh man! They're carnivorous predators. There's a lot of things that can kill you in Shadowrun, because they lose they lose their mind, obviously, because of Strain Two. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Everything wants everything wants to kill you in Shadowrun, Tyler. That's the one. It really does. That's the one takeaway that I've had from this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is a cautionary go- tale. Do we need to go back to it the really incubus? Is. Do we need to talk about the incubus again <laughs> to, to soften the blow somehow? Um, the orc, uh, the orc infected with strain one of the vampiric virus, turns into a windigo. Oh yeah, windigo! And then it mm-hmm. stalks the mountains and fights the incredible Hulk. <laughs> uh, in one of the more extreme expressions of this disease. The afflicted is transformed into a troll-sized white-furred humanoid that bears a passing resemblance to a yeti. Well, that would be interesting, though, because that's actually a variation, because the Wendigos are supposed to be like mindless creatures. So Mm -hmm. if they retain their intelligence and their Wendigos, that's Mm -hmm. actually a nightmare. (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's probably the scariest one. Uh, Their their strain 2 version is they turn into this thing called a Grendel. A Grendel. Like uh, the Beowulf mythos? Kind of. Uh, Probably not as ugly. Grendel have a stronger, usually matted head, facial, and body hair, mm-hmm. which may be called a coat. Their mm-hmm. tusks appear more prominent, and they have greatly extended arms. So, yeah, so it's Grendel from the... From, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. When they move, when they move, they do so on all fours rather than on two legs. Uh, what is the... And that causes them to reach uh, great speeds. Real quick, if you have it, what is the strain mm-hmm. two for elves and dwarves? Because I don't think we talked about that. The strain two for elves is the harvester. The harvester? That bat-like creature. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the bat-like creature. creature. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. And the dwarf is the gnawler. Oh, that was the, the gnawler. Okay. eat bones. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, with the with the rocky hide. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my bad, then. I, I missed on that. Uh. So here's the one thing that's going to throw you for a loop. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> There's a strain two mm-hmm. that affects koalas. <gasps> Sick. Oh, no. The drop bears. It, it is actually called a drop bear. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Crikey. Drop bears are awakened koalas. Oh, no. Dude, I... 
We sweats in opposite directions. <laughs> <laughs> they have they have jet black fur and elongated and sharp teeth and claws. Oh no. Uh, they are omnivores. Oh. Uh, that does sound pretty fantastic. <laughs> uh, drop bears are carriers of the strain two virus, but are not considered to be one of the infected. Okay, wait. So they have. It's why it's why they don't require to eat blood Fish. or flesh. Oh. Of they're just gnarly looking. They just have can, it, but they're not. Yeah. Okay. They can technically infect you with it because they have the virus. Oh, dude, imagine being bitten by a drop bear and then having to have the concern about whether or not you're going to get strain two virus or chlamydia. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the true nightmare. Truer words have never been spoken. So, uh, back to Tyler's original question about owning pets in the Yes! World. I just want to... <laughs> Uh, you want to own a drop bear for scientific purposes <laughs> imagine having like a tactical drop bear like mm-hmm. like i get in a fight with somebody and they like knock away my sword and i'm just like but you didn't expect this and then i throw a koala <laughs> yep because you're their just face carrying a drop that just bear. Starts, yeah <laughs> pocket drop bear uh, yeah, I would have, like, a backpack that I would carry him in, and then I would be like, but what about this? And then I open it. It jumps out onto his face. <laughs> this is and what I've seen. And it just starts to eat his face, and I would love it. I just imagine a secret agent drop bear that's, like, this bloodthirsty killer. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Like, imagine Hit Monkey, but it's a drop bear. But it's a but it's an evil koala instead. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this. How many of these uh, magical critters work in the U.S. government or you cause? Oh, <laughs> dude, fuck the Blood Panthers. Give me a tactical hit squad made entirely of drop bears. Of drop bears? Yeah. Well, you're going to have to go to Australia for that. The Australian Air Force literally deploys them from the air. They drop Did them. You- from the air. <laughs> The the 112th drop bear brigade, aerial brigade. <laughs> with like little drop. with little parachutes and goggles. They're all just halo jumpers, like Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want this so bad now. <laughs> from, from what I understand, Australia in the sixth world is a pleasant place with no problems at all, so <laughs> it seems like that might be vi- that might be a viable option. Oh. Uh, no, uh, in the sixth world, I will tell you, Australia is the absolute worst place you could possibly be. Kind of like the normal world. <laughs> well, that's just it. Bunch of criminals. Oh, Take no. the normal world, Australia, with all of the creatures that they have, mm-hmm. and then add awakened and creatures. And then also make them that. magical, yeah. <laughs> oh. And we'll, we'll get into, in a later podcast, we'll get into uh, specific areas, and we'll talk about Australia <laughs> at some point, and you'll just realize how just awful it can be. Mm-hmm. But back to critters, um, remember how we kind of touched that uh, Sasquatches are a thing, and uh, in 2042, the United Nations declared that they are a sentient species. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is all checking out. Yeah, the Sasquatch are widely known to have the ability to mimic almost any sound with their versatile vocal cords. <laughs> so this is one of the one of the reasons that they're given 
that uh, declaration of sentience <laughs> and sasquatches and ghouls go hand in hand in this argument uh, all the way into clear into the newest edition into the the 2080s pretty much but the the sasquatches can also be infected with HMHVV. I got real quick before we. I I just since you, the the vocal cords thing. I'm just imagining like a Mumford and Sons style yeah. like hipster folk band of all Sasquatches where they just make yes. noises of instruments <laughs> instead of actually playing oh, instruments. And They'd probably be great at singing. <laughs> oh, I want this. I want this uh, so much now. I mean, technically. If you must know about these Sasquatches, I absolutely do. Slight, slight tangent here. Um, because of their unique mimicry ability, you see some Sasquatches actually get employed <gasps> on sound stages and everything <gasps> as sound technicians they're, and entertainers. They're like uh, what's uh, they're like Foley technicians. They can, they can also make do that. The background noises. Mm-hmm. I, oh, it also I just reminded it. me of the song um, "I Am a Roadie," <laughs> like yeah. Roadie Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> roadie. Oh, dude, a Sasquatch would be the best Roadie. But they're too big. They're too noticeable. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> until they inevitably get like a crippling cocaine addiction, <laughs> you don't want to have to deal wow. with like a, with like a Sasquatch going through cocaine withdrawal in the middle of I a don't concert. Yikes. I don't. That just sounds no, like I don't a think bad I do. time. Uh, if a Sasquatch is infected with strain two virus, mm-hmm. he turns into what's called a bender snatch. Oh, ah! wait, wow. is it is it only strain two? Is that the only one that they're? Uh, they're strain one. They're susceptible to it, and if they're infected with it, they become a jabberwock. Yeah, and then you, the only way you can kill them is with a weapon that goes snicker snack. <laughs> that's not true i love how this I virus just leads to all these mythical creatures mm-hmm. just it's like yes the storybook monsters exist because of yes they do of pathogens uh and h h m h v v strain three does exist uh it's just if you that's considered the ghoul strain so that's the Krieger, the Krieger strain. Dang. Oh, okay. If that makes so, sense. So the Krieger strain is what would essentially be strain three, which is why strain one yes. A is not strain three. Yes. Cool. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me, Tyler. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, Can there's a lot of letters. <laughs> I trust <laughs> the process. All you need to know is that we've we've been vindicated for why strain three is not strain three. Go. Oh yes. The the okay. Yep. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. There you go. <laughs> go home, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we solved the so, dilemma. <laughs> so ghouls have always been that one of the things in the sixth world that has been debated about and whether they deserve rights or not, or are they monsters? Wow. Because they have to consume flesh to stay alive, pretty much. I mean... They tried it in Chicago in the history. Remember, we touched on it briefly. They had their own zone kind of marked out, 
It's just that, unfortunately, at that same time, Chicago was being infiltrated by bug spirits. I, I, infiltrated is a good word for it. Overrun, besieged. <laughs> Overrun also. I think horribly also good. infested is probably a more accurate way to put it. Uh, also, uh, a very, very good way to put it. Hopelessly well. besieged. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's not the only place that you'll actually see ghouls in the world. They do have their own nation. Yo? In Western Africa. Oh. Azamando. Uh-huh. It's called Azamando. Uh-huh. And it is a ghoul nation. It's highly awakened, friendly nation, and it's populated with spirits, shapeshifters, other, other meta variants, and the HMHVV infected. Okay, this sounds like the most open you can be. Well, it's the only nation that's accepting of ghouls. It is their own spot. I like to I I, I, I like to to hope that the reason that the nation was called that was in some way a reference to Ozymandias. Because I think that that would just be neat. It would just be a mm. neat thing to do. Yeah. Well, the, the the concept of Ozymandias is that it's a poem about being forgotten. Whoa. So, like... Becoming mm-hmm. a ghoul, and your previous you are existence kind of ostracized is someone yeah, who has been society. utterly forgotten from society. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. New head cannon, let's go! Ha cha 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 cha. So I do have a little bit about this ghoul nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where Kaze is eventually going to move to. Continue. <laughs> well, it reports as having the highest literacy rates in the world. Hey. Nice. Having some ninety percent of its population able to read. Let's go. Off to and a sixty percent of the population having a college degree. Wow. And people think that ghouls aren't people. Which is ironic when you consider ghouls are blind and incapable of seeing. They see in the astral. Yes, that's how nature. good they are. They work that much harder. <laughs> yeah, they just work that much harder. Well, no, they use SimSense technology to allow the blind to see and read. Mm. Oh, that's cool. So they're able that's to take dope. tests and all that stuff. Yeah. I I think that after we get done with everything in Sinless, Kaze is going to move there and then become a missionary for the, for the benefit of the ghouls <laughs> and just go around door to door and just go, so have you heard the ghoul word? Oh, oh geez. no. Uh, there are two megacorps that have a vested interest in this ghoul nation. One of them being Seder Krupp. Ooh, schemey schemers. He has agreements to operate within the ghoul nation. Does he now? And that's because, well, it's because there are large quantities of the magical element Auric Alchem that were found here. Oh, okay. Okay, then. And then uh, Horizon is the other megacorp that maintains positive relations with the Ghoul Nation, maintaining their Matrix services. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Also, real quick, when you were doing that Ghoul word play and we were talking about uh-huh. the Ghoul Nation, um, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. came up with one nation under Ghoul, and then I didn't know where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> With liberty and synthetic oh, flesh for wow. all or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, that is one of the questions. How do you maintain an entire population with that specific dietary need, mm. right? Mm-hmm. 
so uh you wait for the non-ghoul get... missionaries to come to the nation <laughs> <laughs> you take them to the vip lounge i don't know what to say. <laughs> they get their food via multiple sources in the past they purchased the dead prisoners and slaves from other countries the country imports corpses from all of the various nearby wars and has extremely strict policies regarding the handling of quote food uh-huh. to prevent to prevent Sheetum infestations. Ah yes, less dead bodies, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ah, because if the the dead body has no astral to keep the Sheetum yeah. out, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Checks out. So is it? They're just sent shipments of people? <laughs> uh, in essence, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, in essence, yeah, because that's the ah. they need. Ah. Ah. Mm, I, see, I see what he did. Uh, I love it. Not only in essence, but in actuality. <laughs> oh, no. so, what do you, so what do you think? Do you think ghouls deserve to be classified under the critters? Like we've been talking about, where they're just mindless entities, or uh, do they deserve their own nation? Here we go. I mean, having the highest literacy rate in the world, I don't think that they're mindless critters. So, uh, <laughs> you know, ghouls are people too. Ghouls rights. Ghouls rise up. Twenty sixty. I'm sorry. Let's what was the last go. part? <laughs> Ghoul supremacy. Um, wait, hold on. That's not on the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> eat your masters eat, eat the, the master. rich eat the rich quite literally uh, wow i, no, I, will I s- oh no go on please i was just i i, I everybody knows how i feel about ghouls so ghouls <laughs> are people too damn it i just thought it was an interesting thing to put in because there's so many different variations based off of the strain that you get infected with and Sorry, if, if if the vampiric strain is different for every race, mm-hmm. does does every other race that be, gets infected with the with the Krieger strain just become a ghoul? Is like ghoul? It is the only one that is just ghoul centric. That is universal. Everybody becomes yes. a ghoul. Okay. Everyone becomes a ghoul. The strain three only produces ghouls. Interesting. What's the like? Is there like a like a ratio of like humans versus other metas that become ghouls like is it more prominent for humans to contract strain three or is it no it's it's pretty equal okay yeah it's pretty equal across the board and it doesn't matter whether you're an orc a sasquatch a human an elf a dwarf if you get hit with strain three you become a ghoul i gotta be honest the concept of a troll ghoul is kind of terrifying with a troll ghoul shotgun (laughs) <laughs> yikes i just like troll ghoul is gonna eat if troll ghoul is on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing you can do to stop it there is nothing you're gonna do to stop that guy oh uh, well the there is a version one strain one of a of a troll that can that contracts the strain one virus uh-huh it's called a douze nuqua uh, that oh. is one I've never heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's... They are grotesque. Oh. They are absolutely grotesque. You thought Nosferatu's were bad oh, no. from the original lore? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, victims of the disease tend towards extreme expressions of their regenerative abilities, growing elaborately twisting horns, spikes, and a thick plating of dermal bone over much of their body. Oh so they so they look like Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they do. They look like Doomsday. Okay, cool. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Don't know if, my, if I'm biased here. Oh, okay. yeah, I will say to your question, <laughs> it did feel uncomfortable talking about ghouls during mm-hmm. this because I was like, oh, have we established they're kind of sentient? So I feel like this is only That's always been the that. back and forth yeah. because there's the chance that you don't retain your sentience if you con- contract strain three. Right. You just become a mindless kind of killing machine driven by instinct to try to keep yourself alive and unfortunately that instinct is to kill and eat flesh hmm. of the metahuman variety the debate continues mm-hmm. i'd say ah uh, it is up in the air but what do you think tyler i think that i mean i think the ghouls should uh be able to have as much of a say as we do if a uh dragon can run for presidency why can't a ghoul win presidency Ooh, wow yeah ghoul pre- yeah there we go ghoul president i'm ghoul just president saying 2068 let's go <laughs> and yeah if they make can run the, they can win make the yukos ghoul again right guys holy oh, holy <laughs> holy moly holy <laughs> who would you who would you give rights to first sasquatches or ghouls do sasquatches oh, while people? while intelligent sasquatches can only really mimic sounds so yeah so do 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 sasquatches like speak like do they have like a language or are they they like just like repeaters they sound like crows they just mimic sounds despite their yeah despite their mimicry the sasquatch seems to be unable or unwilling to learn or use a spoken language interesting instead most of them use some form of sign language Oh, I mean, cool. if they use sign language, though, like it shows mm-hmm. the intelligence and comprehension for communication. Well, that's why they were declared sentient species. Yeah, and Sasquatches only eat flesh by choice. I assume not not by mandatory. Who's needed uh, to survive? The Sasquatch is not like the ghoul. They are omnivores. Uh, if they're infected with the form of the uh, the virus, then they'll. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. But no, but regular Sasquatches are just omnivores, like you and I. Yeah, I I, I think that for the sake of argument, I mm-hmm. I would say that Sasquatches probably deserve it before ghouls do, because it doesn't seem like Sasquatches come with any of the downsides. Yeah. <laughs> or the uh, dietary restrictions. Sure. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like it, you know, like the Sasquatch don't have the possibility that they're just going to turn into a mindless killing machine that only wants to eat flesh. Exactly. Unless they become like rabies infested Sasquatches, which that would be terrifying as well in and of mm-hmm. itself. But um, yeah, I think that Sasquatches probably deserve. You know. Uh, if if a Sasquatch can get a SAG card, I think that it deserves to be given humanity. Yeah, I was well. gonna say the the whole time. That's fair. Anytime you guys were like, "Yeah, they retain intelligence," my brain immediately goes to Professor whatever. So I was like, Professor Sasquatch, Professor Yeti, and I kind of <laughs> like the image of a of a Sasquatch with glasses and a lab Professor coat. Vampire. Lab coat. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> a, a Sasquatch with glasses and like the 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 jacket with like the leather circles on his elbows, like the yes, you know, like the the the, the old doctorate jacket. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Sasquatch is for sure. Sasquatch is for sure. Yeah. All right. Sasquatch for life, baby. <laughs> Uh, everybody else, if you want to get in on this kind of discussion, you're going to have to join us over on our Discord and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. And what sort of magical creature would you have as a pet? And why is it a bandit? <laughs> why? <is laughs> so that way I can commit larceny. Ugh. Hey, you're not committing the larceny. The bandit That's hey. the larceny. Has a bandit ever been tried for breaking and entering? Uh, you know what? I don't think a bandit has ever been brought in a court of law. <laughs> I, just, I just want to imagine a raccoon with little handcuffs guys, on having guys, to be let hear me out. They'll steal your possessions, but most importantly, they'll steal your heart. Aww. Look at that. We're ending on a positive note this evening. The first time for this podcast. <laughs> positive note ending. Feel good. I still want a squad of assassin drop bears. I'll take I mean, that absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> assassin drop give me, bear Give squad. me the hit squad of drop bears. Thank you very much. Uh, well, thanks for hanging out with us this evening. I hope you guys enjoyed learning about critters and the in-depth look into ghouls. And we'll see you in the next one. And remember, never go in the ocean. For any reason. For any reason. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to Critical Hits to use such names, logos, artwork, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Critical Hits in any official capacity whatsoever.